So the running joke yeah. in my family is I've literally been killed on like every TV show out there. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't care oh, if I'm man. dead or alive. It all, it all pays the same. I don't, what do I care? This is episode number 135 with Sarah Holden. You're listening to American Snippets, the all-American podcast for those looking to dream bigger, live better, and make an impact. What is going on, America? Welcome back to another episode of American Snippets. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Once again, my name is Dave Brown. I'm a real estate investor, serial entrepreneur, coach, and the co-host here, along with my partner in crime, Gold Star Wife, author and speaker, Barbara Allen. And we have another amazing show for you today, another exceptional American who has an incredible and inspiring story. Uh, but again, before we get to that, I just want to remind you, especially if you're a first-time listener, what this show is all about. This is a patriotic podcast. Uh, this is a uh, entrepreneurial mindset-driven interview show that focuses heavily on the American dream. Uh, if you haven't figured it out, we are relentlessly patriotic. We are supporters of our military, our veterans, and their families. And frankly, we believe that we live in the greatest country on earth because of the freedoms and the opportunities and the personal liberties that we all have here. And we are committed to doing our part to keep it that way. And we want our, our stories and the guests that we feature here to help fuel your own passions in life so you too can live your own version of that American dream, whatever it looks like to you. So if you believe in this mission, you enjoy listening to the show and the podcast, all we ask each and every week is that you just leave us a review on iTunes, leave us a five-star review on iTunes, share this podcast with a friend, share it on social media, and we would really appreciate it. All right? So, that takes care of that. Let's get on to this week's episode. Professional stunt woman, Sarah Holden, moved to LA with nothing but determination and a dream. Relying on her own tenacity, talent, and determination, Sarah earned an invitation to an exclusive training academy run by renowned stuntman Bob Yerkes. For two years, Sarah trained regularly while pursuing an acting career, working to pay bills, building a network, and maintaining a long-distance relationship with the man she loves. Today, she is a wife, a mom, and a successful Hollywood stuntwoman who has worked in TV shows and featured films with top stars. So listen in as Sarah shares her story of building her own American dream. Now, without further ado, here is Barbara Allen with Sarah Holden. You're listening to the American Snippets podcast. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of American Snippets. I'm your co-host, Barb Allen. And if today's guest looks vaguely familiar to any of you who are watching this as opposed to listening it, it might be because you've probably seen her before or some version of her in her line of work, um, although she will have been craftily disguised to be somebody else. But <laughs> Sarah nice. Holden is also a little bit of all of us who um, have a dream and it may be daunting, but what separates Sarah from the pack of the majority of people is that she went for her dream and then she went for her dream and went for it until she broke through and she's crushing it today. And she is still even now on an upward swing that is going to be very exciting to watch in spite of everything she's already accomplished. Plus on top of that, she's a wife and she's a mom and she's making it all work. She's got great examples for the rest of us. Sarah, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and talk with us today. Absolutely. I'm so excited to be here and I, I'm, I'm excited to share my story and hopefully I will maybe inspire one or two people out there. Maybe more, hopefully yeah. more. <laughs> yeah. You know, we just got an email back from someone, from one of our guests from a long time ago, or not a long time, but a couple months ago. And he's like, Hey Barb, somebody uh, heard your podcast and reached out to me. He's a veteran and he launches on business and they reached out to him to see if he would mentor another veteran starting a business because they heard our podcast. You know, that's just what it. came in like 10 minutes ago. So those emails come in and we love it. You know, it just makes it, makes it all worth well, it. Well, and so. that's the power of social media. Yeah. Like I, I want to kind of touch on that because this is how we right. are talking today. And right. it's just kind of where our world is. And, um, I feel, I felt like a lot of times I would put that off. Like, oh, I don't want to do that. It's too much time. Social media, oh, all it you're is. doing is posting about you. And it's just so, you know, I don't want to talk about myself anymore and post more pictures right. and selfies, but 
I'm now starting to embrace it because just from that post, which we can you know talk right. about, is why I'm talking to you today. And I also have gotten a lot of emails and Facebook messages on people going, my daughter wants to do what you do. Is there any advice you could give her? Like, right. I'm already starting to get this amazing support and feedback. And I'm like, absolutely. I want to help anybody that I can help. Because yeah. I felt like I maybe really didn't get that at the start of my career. So if there's right. anything I could do to help other people, heck yeah, let's do it. That is great. That's, that's part of why we're doing this too, because the people that we talk to, I'm like, if I'd got to connect with people like you, you know, years ago, it would have saved me a lot of heartache along Absolutely. the way, you know, learning the lessons along the way. So back to what you do and your social media posts, by the way, it's not just selfies, right? I've seen them. You're doing crazy stuff and in, and often in amazing places too, on top of that. So let's talk about what it is you do and what, what those posts, your professional posts will be, or even your non-professional posts goofing around with your kids, you know? Um, right. Yeah. I'm very be. bad at selfies anyway. So I yeah. was kind of kidding. I really don't post selfies, but I know, um, I know, you know, sometimes anywho. So yes, I, um, Hi, everyone. My name again is Sarah Holden. <laughs> I am a professional stunt woman and I've been doing stunts for about 11 years, which is crazy to actually think that it's been 11 years. Um, so I guess maybe I start how I got into yeah. it because that's the number one question. I yeah, get two well, questions. Hang on. Let's start. <laughs> let's start actually with where you're doing now. Some of the places that you work, like where you do, who do you do these stunts for, right? Like, oh, so who do a I sign double? behind you? Yeah. 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 I double for that girl. <laughs> that girl right there. No. Um, well, most recently I have doubled, um, Kristen Bell on nice. the reboot of Veronica Mars. So if anyone watched the original Veronica Mars, I did not double her then I doubled her on just the recent, uh, reboot that premiered on Hulu. So that was a great little four month run with Kristen and it was awesome. And most more recent than that, I doubled a girl uh, named Rachel Brosnahan, who plays the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> if anyone has watched that, she's unbelievably talented. And we shot a movie in Pittsburgh. It's actually not out yet. It's called I'm Your Woman. Not out yet. But um, so I doubled her. And that was in Pittsburgh. Um, all right. So yeah, you've doubled for people like Kristen Bell and Pamela Lee and all sorts of uh, people you know, on big screens and on the TV, uh, TV shows and all that. It's super cool and not a career that a lot of women in particular women, I'm going to say women, but maybe I'm wrong, but you know, certainly I've met a lot of f interesting women, women all over the world. And you are the first person who's gone into the professional world of stunts that I've met, you know, the first woman that's gone to professional women of uh, world of stunts. So the, I am very interested and curious to know, like growing up, were you a daredevil girl? Were you like that tomboy? Were you just out there crushing it and going for it? Or did that come later in life? You know, looking back and thinking about my childhood, I definitely was a tomboy and I had more boy friends than little girls. There was a couple girls in the neighborhood. And whenever my mom asked if I wanted to go play with them, I never wanted to. And I never really gave her a reason, but I think it's just because I just felt like always just one of the guys. Yep. Um, and I've always been athletic. Um, I don't know if I was a daredevil when I was a, like a little kid, but it was more just not afraid to get dirty and roll around on the ground. And, you know, I played soccer, uh, and then I was a gymnast. Um, so I think that was more or less my childhood. But when I got older, I left gymnastics and I did competitive cheerleading. And that's a sport. Like I, when people say, oh, you're a cheerleader, it makes me so mad. I'm like, do you have any idea? Like the sport of cheerleading, it's, it's brutal. I was a flyer. So I was getting thrown up in the air and gee, sometimes they didn't catch me. So what happens? Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's you know, yeah. yeah. Ouch. Like a lot of ouches. <laughs> so, so that was pretty fun. And then I, you know, I've always uh, been a scuba diver and I skydive and when I went to college, I got into women's rugby. And I think that was maybe the turning point because <laughs> I do not look like a typical rugby player. Now, what, is, there's, what does that mean? I don't mean it by looks. I'm talking about my size. I am, you know, 106 pounds, five, one and a half, maybe. Wow. Yeah. So I was just tiny out on the, on the pitch. And so most girl, women rugby players are like, you know, five, nine, 10, six feet. So I was definitely, I got crushed out there. Oh. 
but we got to travel to Australia and we played tournaments in Ireland and I played my entire college um, career. So I think that actually got me ready for the stunt world because I'm thinking, I got thrown on my ass all the time without wearing pads. So I got oh my, my butt God. kicked out there. So then when I got into the world of stunts and I was, you know, they said, you know, you got to fall down those stairs and I'm like, okay, but I can pad up. Yeah. I can, I can pad. They're like, oh yeah, obviously you got to pad up. I'm like, oh, peace. I got this. <laughs> Used to taking falls, you know, with nothing like no pads. So, so yeah, I yeah. think just looking back at all of the sports stuff that I've done. It was like, I was subconsciously getting trained for a stunt career that I never knew existed. And, and was what were even you going to college for? So I went, I've, so I've always been in theater. Okay. So doing, doing theater at, I went to Western Michigan university. And then I also, um, studied advertising, which now I'm looking back on, wow, theater and advertising. I mean, I'm it's using great both crossover. of those. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have to constantly be marketing myself and advertising myself as you saw, because yeah. you saw my post yeah. and then the theater. I mean, the fact that I have an acting background for productions nowadays, especially even more so people will hire me to play a small role and then I do my own stunt Okay, because it's saving the productions money. They can hire yeah. an actress to do a small role and like a victim role, like die. And then they'll hire me <laughs> to double her. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, you could just hire me and it's like, yeah, I'll just do both of those. And you don't, you can, I will save die and perform. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so the running joke yeah. in my family is I've literally been killed on like every TV show out there. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't care oh, if I'm man. dead or alive. It all, it all pays the same. I don't, what do I care? <laughs> How are some ways you've died? Oh my gosh. How are some ways I haven't died would be the question. <laughs> I've been shot in the head. I've oh been, um, I had a syringe full of air, uh, put into my neck. So then I had like this air embolism and died. I've been hit over the head with a <laughs> brick. Um, I've fallen. Oh, I was, I fell out of a coffin and hit my head on something and died. That was on castle. I mean, I, I, can I go on? Oh, yeah. here's a good one. On CSI, <laughs> I was bludgeoned to death by a bathroom, um, towel bar. <laughs> Oh, that's unique. <laughs> yeah, that's a unique one. I have some good pictures of that one. Um, the, yeah, that was a strangled. I am telling you, it's everything. It's, it's, uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Do you ever do like stunts that don't involve dying? It's rare. Yes, I do. Yes. Like tomorrow yeah. I'm working, um, I'm working on a pilot uh, in California for Warner Brothers, and I'm just, I am driving a van, and someone, another stuntman hops onto my hood of my car, and then I'm trying to swerve and, and get him off the car. Okay. So that's the, the job tomorrow, so I don't die. Um, it's, I'm not hitting the ground, so sometimes are, we call those, you know, it's easier easy jobs. Yeah. <laughs> like, those are great, because I'm not going to be coming home and having to take a bunch of arnica for my bruising, and I'm not going to yeah. be icing my head, or it'll be a, it'll just be a fun day on set. I'm what does your husband think when you it. come home, like, all battered? So that's an amazing question, because I joke, but I could, like, be out doing the most amazing thing and doubling this big, huge movie star. Yeah. And I come home and he's like, did you get hurt? I'm like, no. He's like, awesome. Um, what's for dinner tonight? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> wait a minute. Can, can you just, like, it's so humbling, which I joke because uh -huh. that's great, but it's almost like, wait a minute. Can you tell me I'm kind of cool, like, for just one minute? Or do you just want to know what's for dinner tonight? Like, do you have <laughs> any idea what I just did? <laughs> he, he humbles me because he's not a Hollywood guy. He, yeah, yeah. he watches movies and stuff, but you're, he, he doesn't know like actors' names. He doesn't just he doesn't right. just keep up with pop culture. I guess is what I would say. Right. If, if he's watching TV, he's watching the History Channel or like a PBS documentary on something <laughs> like space and planets. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Very different. And like I I like to keep up on my shows because a lot of them I work on. So I like right. to watch the shows that I'm working on to find out the tone and you know the actors and get familiar. So I we don't really watch TV together. <laughs> That is funny. That's funny. All right. So you're going to college for theater and advertising yeah. and you're done with college. Yeah. And then what? I survived college at Western, Yeah. which if anyone knows Western Michigan, it's tough to survive it. So I said, okay, what do I want to do? Well, I, I ended up getting a desk job in advertising 
and I lasted eight months. Oh, I was going to say 12 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't that I wasn't good at the job. Like I was fine, but it was the sitting, it was the, just the monotonous going yeah. to an office. And um, did I say I moved to Chicago? Did I tell nope. you? That's yeah. where I was. Okay. So I moved to Chicago, which is only, you know, two and a half hours west of my college. So it wasn't far, but big city and you know, a lot of the big advertising agencies are there. Yeah. And made a lot of great friends, but after eight months, I'll never forget, I walked into my um, my boss's office, and I shut the door, and I sat down, I said, you got a minute? He's like, yeah. And he's like, what's up? And I'm like, well, he goes, yeah, you're quitting, right? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I'm so sorry. You know, and I, when he goes, listen, Sarah, I, you need to go do something. Like, you're, you're too much. You need to spread your ways. I don't remember exactly what he said, but yeah, let yeah, me yeah. put it this way. He was not surprised that I wanted to move on and do something else. Right. And so he supported me. He's like, I got you. Like, do it. I don't blame you. I, so that was really great. And then not to mention my husband, when I dropped the bomb on him, like, hey, um, I think I want to like, I don't know, like maybe actor, like kind of do like go into like the entertainment field. And he said, yes, I, he supported me. He oh. actually pushed me to move to Hollywood. And looking back, I think had I not had that encouragement, I don't know that I would have done it because I thought, yeah. oh my gosh, I always thought that actors, if you weren't a child actor, you weren't really an actor. And that sounds right. ridiculous now because I'm in the business, but yeah, yeah. I didn't know anything about the business. So I figured, gosh, I, I'm starting off at 22. I'm so old. Right? Oh my God. Yeah. I know. No, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but I'm know. like, you know, when you're in 20, right, when you're right, at 22, right. you don't know anything else. And I'm like, I'm washed up. No one's got 22 starting an acting career. This is absurd. So I did the, you know, the thing that most, a lot of people do packed up everything. I, I drove a Dodge Neon at the time. Nice. I was hoping it was going to get me out there. And I packed up my life in my little car and drove all the way to Hollywood. I didn't know anyone. I didn't have a job. Was your husband, some, were you married? You were married then? No, no, oh, I was not, not married. married. Okay. I was just dating my okay. now husband. He was, okay. we, we dated a long time before okay. I got married. Um, but he drove out with me and Aww. I flew him back, you know, and I just kind of sat in LA going, okay, well, here, here I am. Um, whew, okay. This is a big step. <laughs> I think I lied and told my parents I had a job there just to make it more um, real for them. Like, hey, listen, I'm going yeah. out there probably just for a little bit. You know, I've got this job. <laughs> they knew I wasn't. They, they know me. They're like, oh, geez, here we go. Just <laughs> be careful. Uh, and I had some money saved up. I didn't go out there without any money. Like, I did right. it the, the right way. Got a job as a hostess in Beverly Hills at a restaurant and started just networking and making friends and got in acting classes. I interned at a couple casting um, offices for free. You know, just hustled. I mean, no one handed me anything like everything yeah. I worked my butt off for and um, sometimes were really hard and I wanted to quit a lot but I mean I just didn't because I saw I just really wanted to be a part of the entertainment business whether it was I mean, we haven't even gotten how I got into stunts yeah. but this was just me wanting to do acting yeah and after probably like you know maybe a year in LA I realized wow everybody out here that looks like me wants to be an actor <laughs> right? Yeah. All these small blonde girls want to do the same exact thing. Like what's another way into this business? How can I, what more can I do? And then I booked a little, uh, day player role, which is like a one liner on a movie or a TV show. And it was a movie called beer fest. Do you ever remember that movie? I, you know, that rings a bell. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. It's a comedy. It's a silly, silly comedy. I'm have to Google it. Yeah. yeah. And I played a beer wedge. Well, don't look for me because I ended up on the okay. cutting room floor. So oh, I, my, no. my line got cut. Right. Uh, and, um, but it was like an 18 hour day, which is typical for movies. And yeah. I was talking to this guy next to me, we're just having a nice conversation. Well, he ended up being the stunt coordinator. Oh, okay. And that's the guy that that's the head of the stunt department who hires all the stunt performers. And so we're talking and, um, you know, he told me what he did. And, and so I started asking him all the questions that people ask me now, like, what do you right. mean? What stunts? Ah. Well, I happened to see the stunt being performed that day going, wow, oh, I mean, I, I could do that, I could do right? That. I yeah. can do that. That's what we all say. Well, I, I want to do that. Yeah. And so he kind of lit the light bulb as far as opening up the world of stunts to me that I never really knew existed. And I started training at this facility in uh, Los Angeles and stage combat. He has a high fall, you know, ladder in his backyard, trampoline, trapeze. And I just started 
training and, and I was there at his house three days a week. How did was, you even find that place? Like, how did you even know like, okay, I'm going to go right. find the stage combat yes. training place in some guy's backyard. And I'm um, like, how did you? Okay. So I <laughs> love that, that you asked that. So yeah. he told me this, this coordinator said, okay. um, there's a, there's a, a guy named Bob Yerkes. And he's a, um, he's a circus, he was a circus performer, like, you know, in his early career and ended up being a stunt man and just very well known in our business, just this wonderful man, but it's only invite, it's invite only. So you can't just show up there. Like, I don't know how you're going to get invited, but I'm just telling you that that's a place that you can start training and meeting other stunt people. So then the goal was, okay, well, how do I get invited? What do I do? Right. And so I'm trying to remember, I think I Googled because there's stunt associate, like stunt groups out there. Okay. And I knew that he, this Bob Yerkes, belonged to Stuntman Association. So I Googled, I Googled it and up and it must've been around Christmas because it, it showed up, you know, the holiday party and it had a address in Los Angeles. Um, and so I, I crashed the I party. It. Okay. <laughs> I just showed up. And again, looking back, that was ballsy because yes. it's such a small it was even smaller back then, even yeah. 10 years ago. Like it's the stunt community has gotten much bigger just 10 years ago. But looking back, I mean, I walked in there like I own the place. I grabbed a beer. I was walking around meeting people. And who do I meet? Bob <laughs> Yerkes. And I said, hey, uh, so I heard you have a uh, training facility in your backyard. He said, who'd you hear that from? And I said, ah, don't worry about it. But uh, what do I need to do to, to come? Yeah. And he goes, you already did it. I'll see you on Saturday. Wow. That was my invite. And for, I think I trained at his house. I mean, consistently probably two years. I mean, yes, two years. And I just, I was a sponge. I was just taking everyone's advice. And now I was just focused on getting stunt work. The acting kind of got brushed to the side a little bit, but again, they were all like, well, the fact that you have an acting background, that's great because, you know, so, um, that's how it all started. And then I just started putting my name out there and one of the first jobs I booked was um, the Pamela Anderson job. And then the second one was on Monk. Remember that TV show Monk? Yeah, I do. <laughs> With Tony Shalhoub. Yeah. And that was, and I would play, I was a stunt actor on that. And I, oh, okay. I got uh, killed by a dog. There's another way I oh, died. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I got mauled actually by a dog. So um, yeah, those were my t- two first jobs. And then that, and then it just, I just started working. That's, That's so cool. So what were you doing in the span of that two years where you're training? You also have to be supporting yourself. Yes. And yes. maintaining a relationship that wound up being, you know, your marriage, right? Um, that led into marriage. So how do you consistently train and work and support yourself and maintain and grow a long distance relationship all in your early 20s when, you know, that's. Yeah, it was difficult. Like, yeah. Um, and I was very, very, very busy. I'm, I'm a very disciplined person. If yeah. I have a lot of time on my hands, I don't like that. I like, I have, you know, yoga in the morning and then I've got to, I've got to go work and then I'm going to go train. And I like having a full day. Yes. I just feel like by the end of the day, I'm like, I accomplished something when I have the, like a lot of times my husband's like, let's just chill today. I'm like, that sounds terrible. I don't, I don't want to lay around and chill all day. Like I feel like I get lethargic. So I just kept busy out in LA. So I, um, at this time when I started training with, uh, with Bob, I was bartending at the farmer's market, this, the original farmer's market in LA. It's been around since, oh my gosh, forever. I don't know the thirties or forties. So it's a very, it's a staple in Los Angeles. Have you, are you familiar with Los Angeles? No, very, very faintly. Yes. So anyone that's listening that (laughs) knows LA, they'll be like, oh yeah, the farmer's market. I know exactly what she's talking about. It's at third in Fairfax and it was right next to CBS. So Mm -hmm. I would be working the day shift normally. So I'd go up and I'd I'd get up and I'd go train, do my stunt stuff. And then I have to be at the bar at noon and I'd do my my noon to seven shift. Well, CBS was right next door. So all of the CBS guys would come to my bar during uh, their break. And YNR, Young and Restless, was filming there, along with a lot of the um, like reality shows at the time. I don't, I think maybe Dancing with the Stars at the time. I don't know a bunch of shows. So then I would network with these people and let them know, yeah, this is what I'm doing. And so I made a lot of connections there, and I ended up meeting the uh, stunt coordinator on Young and Restless. Perfect. Um, So I mean, it's just it's all about. I find for me, if you don't tell people what you want, how are you going to get it without help? 
Right. Yeah. I'm sure there's people out there that can do it on their own. For me, I like putting the word out there, just what I did with this post. And it was why I'm talking to you right now. Right. I put it out there and say, Hey everyone, this is what I do. This is what I want to do. Um, and you want to help me out (laughs) because I feel what's the worst case scenario. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not going to be right? anywhere behind I than I'm there than I am right now. All someone can tell me is no, and I'm right. a, I've never been afraid of that word. That word yeah. does not scare me. Like no, all right, well, I'm gonna go ask this other person. Onward. So they say yeah. yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I just that's what I did in LA, and just the networking happened, and then, but I I bartended for five years out there. Wow. I, and while I was starting to get like a gig here and there, like, you know, it would be, oh, I get one day on a TV show. Yeah, that was good money that one day, but then it was gone. And then I'm right. waiting for the next job. So I had to maintain my, uh, my bartending um, job just right. to support and to pay my rent and all that. And I mean, luckily I'm, it was busy and I made really great money there. I was just so saying, I, I feel did, like you'd probably make really good money as a bartender. It was amazing. <laughs> I made so many friends. I mean, I, I all of my friends are, they're yeah. still my friends and I don't, I mean, obviously I don't work there anymore, but right. um, so it was, it was a great um, opportunity. And the, and the other thing is my boss at the bar also supported what I wanted to do. So oh, if a job awesome. came up and I had a shift I'd be like, hey, you know, I've, I've got this TV show. I really want to do it. And he's like, done, go do it. We'll cover you. Oh, that's they, great. I mean, yeah. so how, it was amazing. Yeah, it, it really was. I was very lucky. And then as far as maintaining the relationship, that was probably the hardest part. I bet. Because my husband was, he is a musician. Um, more of, he does it as a hobby now. Um, but back then when we were dating, he was a full-time musician. He was living in Nashville, pursuing mm-hmm. his dreams. Okay. I was in California pursuing my dream. So we were super supportive, but just living completely different lives. Right. And, and it was all over the phone, you know, our relationship. So that I would say struggled. Um, but I mean, we're married, so we got through it. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how. I don't really know how. <laughs> because I, we didn't date other people. I mean, yeah. so it was, it was just odd because it was just, you know, the time change. It was just hard to get on the same path, you yeah. know, on the same... It just like when I was working, he was in the studio and then he would get out, but I was going to bed because of the time change or vice versa. And it just was, it, it was a little sticky at times, but now we have two but children. So <laughs> now we have different obstacles. <laughs> yes, you do. Don't you? But those are fun obstacles. Yeah, they are. They really are. Most of the time anyway. <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> so you said um, a, a key word here a couple of times that I want to tap into because we talk about this a lot. Um, and you talked about networking, which is huge. We, you know, one of the things that we dial in on is the power of proximity and the people you surround yourself with and that that it's so absolutely worth doing things. You said you interned for free at an acting school. Oh God, yeah. And casting agencies. Absolutely. I've done so much work for free. I can't even tell you. Right. And that's, but that's huge. The fact that that just like came to you and you said, well, I'm going to go in, I'm going to do it. I can't tell you how many people I talk to like, well, I'm not going to work for free. I can't work for free. You know, I'm like, but you got to sometimes, you know, I mean, there's a time to know, right. When it's time to stop working for free there, you know, when the time is to stop working consistently for free. Right. Um, but especially when you're just trying to get in and learn something to meet the people that you meet, right? I mean, how much value did that add to what you were pursuing? I mean, it was everything. If had yeah. I not done that, I don't, I don't know how I would have broken in the business because I don't know any stunt people. Like a lot of my stunt friends, their parents were stunt, stunt men. So we call them second gen kids. And okay. so I, we always give them crap because it's like, well, you didn't have to do anything. You didn't have to hustle. And again, these are my friends. So it's just like, I'm razzing them, but it's the truth. And they'll admit it. They're like, well, yeah, I mean, you guys absolutely had to work harder. I mean, if my dad was a stunt man, well, I don't think I'd have to do any of what I did. It would just be my dad calling going, Hey, listen, you know, my, my daughter wants to get it, you know, wants to get in. A lot of these kids had their SAG cards. Like that means the like screen actors guild, uh-huh. which it took me two years and busted my butt to get my SAG card. They had their SAG card when they were six. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I mean, not all of them, but I, I mean, know, I honestly, know. they were children and they had their SAG cards. Like I had yeah. to, I can't tell I did extra work. I didn't even touch on that. Like you hear about being an extra on movies uh-huh. and TV shows. I was an, um, a regular extra on the show Scrubs with okay. uh, Zach Braff. 
I was a nurse. Like you'll I'll watch episodes and I'll be like, oh, there I am. There I go. Walking <laughs> in the background, holding a holding a folder as nurse Sarah. I also did um, extra work on the OC uh, okay. with Misha Barton. Um, and I'll see myself walking along the boardwalk in shorts, like, oh, there I am. I mean, so I did all of that because <laughs> not because of the money, because I was making like $50 a day and I was working 14 hours as an wow. extra. It's yeah. not fun work. Yeah. But I looked at the positive, like, okay, I'm going to do this because it's getting me closer to my goal. And I'm surrounding myself with other actors because a lot of extras in LA, mo- the majority, they're actors. Right. So I would network with other actors. Hey, did you hear about this commercial uh, workshop that's happening this weekend? No, I didn't. I'm going to do it. So it's, I mean, I can't express how much networking is everything because I feel like had I not surrounded myself with all of those people, I wouldn't have known about this, that, this, that, that was a stepping stone throughout my entire career. And also surround yourself with people that are successful because right. Like if you're not surrounding yourself with these people that you want to, the, the, what they're doing and the success that they have. I mean, it's just a constant motivation when you're seeing what they're doing. You're like, well, I'm going to hang out with them. They're, they've got, they're doing something right. Yeah. And you know, it also starts to normalize, um, people that when you're first trying to get into something that you're aspiring to, and it can seem so far out of reach, it's easy to look at someone like it's easy to look at a uh, Kristen Bell, for instance, and say, oh my gosh, you know, you have to be some kind of extra super special human being, you know, I'm not like that. She's just got something different, but then you start hanging out with her and you realize she's just a person, you know, and it starts to normalize the person and then it normalizes the goal. Right. And so so you start to begin to see it. Well, she's just a person. I'm I'm talking with her. I'm joking with her. Like I like, you know, she's cool. She's got problems just like the rest of us. Right. So it just starts to normalize something. And I think that's a big obstacle to people too. Right. When you're it just the mindset, just the the belief like, oh, I could never be like that, right? So Yep. And it's easy to say yeah. that. Like, I can never do that. I can never do that. Because when I first moved to LA at 22, I remember telling maybe my mom, I mean, listen, I know I'm not, I'm, I know I'm not going to be an actor, but if I could even just audition with other actors, to me, How that cool was making that it. Be? Yes. That right? was making it, which I mean, that's ridiculous. Like, yes. it's not ridiculous, but it's just, it's, it's more yeah. funny because- when you audition and don't get the job, well, you're not, you're not making any money. But to yeah. me, just being in that environment and surrounding myself with people that I could maybe later see on a TV show, to me, that was huge. Right. And, you know, it was just, it's just funny, like, when you think about the beginning. But, yeah, I mean, for people out there, they're like, oh, God, I don't know how to, how to start. I always take, I, I'm a list person. I like to write things yes. down on a piece of paper. I guess it's like what people call like vision boards. Mm -hmm. I don't, I guess I don't do that per se, but my vision board is just writing literally a list and until it's done, it's still there. So I can cross it off when it's done and it's little things. It might be like, okay, send an email to this person who is doing what I want to be doing, whatever it is, right? Just send an email, introduce myself. They may never write back, but guess what? You did something right? <laughs> to, and it's the littlest thing. How long does it take? Two minutes, three minutes. Yeah. But I feel like it's then, all right, that's, it's just a, that little motivator and that little piece of inspiration. Like, all right, I sent that out, but guess what? That person you sent the email to make it back to the next day and go, oh my gosh, you should talk to this person because they're great at helping startups with what you want to do. I'm making up this all off, but you know what I'm saying? And it all just spirals from there. Yeah. It's just the little things. I mean, I think that people can get overwhelmed. Like, like you said, with the Kristen Bell thing, like, yeah, I'm not, I didn't go, you know, go to LA going, all right, I really want to just have Kristen Bell's career. No, because she also worked her butt off and she's extremely talented and amazing at what she do, it does. And she's an awesome human being. But like you said, she also is a wife and a mom. She has struggles balancing. Like we talked about that on set. I mean, she, we have, we actually have a lot in common. We're from the same town in Michigan. We, um, both have children, the same ages. We're both in this business, which is crazy Hollywood and have the same struggles. Hers are a little different than mine. Cause she's more, you know, obviously she's famous and you know, everyone knows her, but it's still the same things, you know, and the balancing with the, with the kids and pickups and drop-offs and babysitters and <laughs> making dinner, all those little things. Like she has the same stuff. Right. That's kind of cool. Right. When you, when you are able to drop that wall and that barrier. And then that just makes it so much more natural to go after, you know, what you want. 
Would you say that your career is male dominated or is it like equal? You know, are there more, is there more of a demand for women in because there are fewer of you or is it like, no. Okay. <laughs> um, and I know you don't really want to go like crazy, you know, deep into that, but it would just no. assume, it would just seem to me that there would be fewer women doing this than men. So it is 100% male dominated. Yeah. 100%. Um, I would say when I got in the business just 11 years ago, um, there were probably half the amount of stunt women that there are today, just yeah. because um, with tax incentives, like, you know, back in the day, it was always everyone filmed in L.A. for the, the majority and, and New York. Right. right. But um, the majority was in L.A. Well, now with all these tax incentives, filming is everywhere. Atlanta is busier than Hollywood right now. Okay. I can't tell you how many friends ha- that I know personally have picked up their entire families and moved wow. to Atlanta. I mean, okay. it, it's, there is more filming in Atlanta because of the tax breaks. So when Atlanta happened and blew up, well, people don't want, don't want to fly people in from LA. They want to use local people. So right. then this whole new group of stunt people formed. And so that now I feel like that's just Atlanta. I mean, there's New Mexico, people film in Vancouver a lot, Toronto. I mean, it's everywhere, Pittsburgh, Chicago. So it's just more spread out. So there's the market is more saturated. So I think that there's more women now, but it's still 100% male dominated. And that's kind of what the post that I put out there. Can we talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the post is for people who did not see it. um, Basically, I would like to have more opportunities with car crashes and flipping over cars. Why US? I don't know. Because I'm crazy. No, I I just it's it's a hard thing to explain, but yeah. I grew up in the Motor City. My dad, you know, worked at Chrysler for 40 years. I've just always grown up with cars. Um I'm not like a race car girl. Like I I'm a good driver. I've done precision driving. I I've, I've done um like some commercials. Have you seen the Kia commercial with the hamsters? Remember that ad? And they're like going like this with the Kia soul. Well, people that are listening are are going, yes, I know. Okay. So I was the, the, I was the hamster that drove. So (laughs) I I, I got to find it now. (laughs) Oh, you're totally going to find it. And you're going to be like, wow, that's Sarah. She looks like a hamster. (laughs) But, um, that was a really great gig for me because it was all precision driving. And I was working with, um, Russian arm, which is like a camera on a crane of a car. Like it's just a very, specialized skill. And so that kind of was like, all right, well, I can do that. Then I started doing stunt driving courses. And the next thing is flipping cars. And I'm a very petite person, which helps when you're going to be flipping a car because you're more compact, right? There's more room. Um, Rather than if I was six two, probably you know. Okay. Not a that there are not that there aren't people tall people that flip cars, but I'm just saying it's just right. an advantage. It's, it's an right. added bonus, and I just found and and it just happened on this film in Pittsburgh that um, a lot of those jobs go to men, and it's I think it's because you know, there's like stunt coordinator and and he talked to me about it. He was a friend, and I asked him. I said, "Why, why don't I get these opportunities?" He goes, "Listen." It's not anything against you. It's not that we don't think you're capable of doing it, but it's giving you that first job because, you know, a movie, movies are expensive. Every time the camera's rolling, it is dollars, right? And so let's say I, I, don't, I don't hit my mark. I mess it up. I do something wrong because it's my first time. Maybe I right. get scared shitless and I freak out and I you know, don't want to do it and I bail. Any of these things could happen. And then it's on the stunt coordinator's butt. The, the director's going... Why did why did you bring you, the, yeah why did you put her in the seat? Why didn't you put your friend, your best friend Joe Schmo, who's done 30 of these, right? Yeah. And it's just kind of that, it's just more of a that type of issue. I can't think of the word, but so I said, well, there's gotta be, I'm not gonna sit around and wait for an opportunity that may never present itself in my right. in my whole career. And I'm like, you know what? If there's ever a time to be ballsy and just put it out there, it's now. With right with women yeah. and like empo- women lifting women up and this whole empowerment, yep. you know, amazingness that's going on out there. I thought I'm do- I'm doing this myself. I'm gonna fund it. I I've saved up money. I've been working. Um, I'm flipping my own damn car. <laughs> I love it. So and so I know I just got the chills because I'm I just I'm so <laughs> excited about it because I don't know what it what effect it's gonna have on the community. I I hope it's gonna be positive. I can't imagine it not being. Because I'm not doing, it's going to be completely safe. It's going to be professional, just as it would on a professional set. 
And I've talked to a couple stunt friends of mine, men, and they are like, do it. 100% do it. Um, surround yourself with the right people, you know, the ones right. that can uh, set it up. I don't know how to do any of that. But the great, the greatest thing about this project is I want to learn about the whole thing. So I'm not just that girl on set going, oh, okay, well, woo, you know, and then, yeah, get in the car. Like, I want to know how the car's prepped. So I'm actually about to buy my car next week, I think. Wow. I, we're, we're writing a script around it, so I don't know exactly what car I want, but I have two in mind. And so once I buy the car, I'm going to take it to the shop, and I'm going to watch the guy prep it and learn. How do you put a roll cage in? How do you um, install the fuel cell? Because they take out the tank of gas and they only, they put a fuel cell in with just very minimal gas. So there's no, you know, fires, explosions (laughs) and all stuff like that. Just make it as safe as possible. And I want to know how that's all set up. So I, if hopefully, you know, after I do this, I might get more opportunities down the road. If not, I don't care, but hopefully I do. And then I will know how the car should be set up and make sure everything's safe. And I'm hundred percent right. confident, like this car is set up right because I know, cause I learned. So I just feel like, you know, obviously knowledge is power. We all know that. Yep. So that's what I'm doing with this gag personally. It's just, I want to be involved in the whole process. So I'll kind of be a producer on this thing as well, which I've never done before. So it's very new to me, but I'm super excited and I've gotten so much. The, the, the support is overwhelming. That's I mean, great. You know, we talked about Instagram followers. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about that. We touched on it because I'm trying to get a, a company to maybe sponsor me for some of the gear. Right. Because uh, there's a lot, you know, five-point harness, you know, fire suit, fire gloves, shoes, the whole thing. And so I thought, well, maybe there'll be a company that want to sponsor me. Again, if not, I'm not anywhere else than I am right now. Right. All they can say is no. So someone asked me about my social media following. And I'm like, wow, that's a thing? Like that that matters? Yes, it is. Oh my God, and it Yes, matters. it does. Yes. So since I put yes. that post out, I had like a thousand followers, which yeah. I thought was a lot. And everyone's like, yeah, no, that's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so since this was a month ago, I'm, right. I'm just over 9,000 followers in a month. Yeah. Just and that's that organic one. reach. Yeah. organic. I haven't paid for anything. This has just been like putting out my idea and my passion and mostly moms. I got to say all you moms out there that are supporting me. I love (laughs) you because they get it because it's like being a mom is a full-time job in and itself. I mean, I it's, I'm exhausted. I've never been more exhausted by the end of the day, even in my twenties. As I was I with two toddlers. <laughs> it's a lot. It is. Oh a lot. my God. I, at the end of the day, I'm like, oh my God, I just want a glass of wine and I want to shut my brain off and like binge on some kind of Netflix show. <laughs> no. Do you ever do that? Um, it's rare, but I do it at nighttime. <laughs> it's yeah. not happening during the day, but at nighttime when like right. my husband goes to bed early, my kids are obviously in bed. Those two hours are golden time for me. I get more done. And when I say more done, mm. sometimes it is watching TV, but a lot of times it's, you know, I'm making lunches for the next day or I'm throwing in a load of laundry or I'm catching up on my emails, but sometimes it is just drinking wine and yeah. watching an hour of this is us <laughs> <laughs> and crying in my bed going, Oh my God, <laughs> it's a great, it's a great show. But yeah, so that's, um, I don't know. I just feel like this, this yeah. whole side project has gotten me so much momentum and I'm like, I'm riding it. I'm riding this momentum because it's, it's amazing. And there's a lot of support. So I thank everybody who actually knows what I'm talking about and actually has supported me and followed me. I appreciate it so much. So what are you going to, you're going to produce like a, a short film and put it out there, just like have it in your clip and your, for your promo, your own promo. So that's what it started out as, but because this thing is kind of blown up, um, yeah. there are other opportunities on the table, which I'm not supposed to chat about, but okay. it could be bigger. But yes, it started off where it's like, you know what, let's just write a little um, scene around right. a car flip. You know, okay. I'm an actor, so like maybe I'm a mom that gets chased and for car flips, or maybe right. I'm a, I don't know, a thief and I steal a car and I get, who knows, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things. Yeah. So that's where it started off with, but, um, and it may still end up being that, but I've been approached by other people that are like, I awesome. think there's something more that could be done here. So that's all in the works right now, which is super exciting. Yeah. So that I don't is know. cool. 
<laughs> no, that's cool. Well, we'll be very curious to watch and follow and see and and support. And I love, like I said, first, I, I loved what you're doing, but it's not only what you're doing, it's the energy you're bringing into it and the, you know, the approachability that you have and the message that you're putting out there that, you know, you can really do what you want to do. You know, I'm do, for me, this is our version of it. You know, like I write and speak and do this podcast, which is hard stuff, right? And nobody wants yes. to really do it or stick with it. But I feel like it's not like as glamour or glamorous, but you know, like as, Ooh, as, as the stunt world, you know, and the stuff you do, but you know, it's all so hard. And for me, if I didn't have messages from people like you, and uh, when I was going through some times of my own and trying to deal with it, I think the more times we hear messages from people that you can do what you want to do, you can push, you do have to get in there. You do have to network. You do have to work for free. You do have to put the years in and it's not an overnight thing. You know, you've been doing this for 10, 11 years now, and now you're still funding or prepared to fund your own project because you want to get to the next level. Yes. Yeah. You're still hustling on top of being a mom. And it's evident that you love your kids. You see your Instagram stuff. It's a Adorable. I remember when I had I had four boys, right? And they were teeny tiny. You had six you have four boys. Yeah. Oh, Lord God bless you. Okay. Six, five, three, and one. And I used to be oh their hero. God. And I was on my left, you know, on my own with them from the time my oldest was six, you know, when um my husband died. And so, but I remember like when they were teeny tiny and how much fun it was to like just play and be goofy and be silly with them, you know. But it was freaking exhausting, right? And so anyway, the whole reason I'm rambling is because I love sharing messages like this from people like you who are moms and pursuing a career and doing all that because you do, the like you said, the whole movement of women lifting other women up didn't necessarily exist, you know, years ago. Social media didn't exist, you know, when I was right. in the trenches with my kids. So that is a large reason of why I'm drawn to your story and what you're doing because I love it and I have great appreciation for you putting your message out there and doing it because I think you are going to wind up an inadvertent ripple effect, I think, of what you're doing is you're going to reach a lot of women um, in particular who are going through something or another and just appreciate connecting with you. And I, I feel I, it'll be curious to can, you know, circle back and see where you are in like maybe two years or something, because I bet you're going to have a lot of moms, a lot of women following and you're going to be like, I never even imagined like this isn't even what I meant to do. <laughs> But it's and going to be happens. something. Yeah, it's going to be I, so cool. So I hope so. And I'm I like calling it right said, now. Yeah. Well, I thank you. Put it out there. Keep putting yeah. it out there. But I think the one thing I yeah. always tell people when, when they hear me, they're like, you're just so real. Yeah. Yes, because why wouldn't I be? What's like, the and point I'm, of not being? Yeah. And I fall on my butt and I make mistakes. I am by far not a, a perfect person because yeah, yeah. no one is. But I feel like I own all of my flaws and it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'm working on it. Like I'm always working on something. And yeah. I feel like it's those people that, uh, that maybe think they don't have a lot of flaws or don't want to work on anything. Like there's always an improvement oh, to make. Yeah. I mean, geez, yeah. like, like you just said, I, you just said something that I'm like, Oh God, I got to remember this. You said it was so nice when I had my, my boys were young and we just could play and stuff. Yeah. Sometimes the playing I tend to not sit and just play and be present. I feel like when I've got them occupied and they're doing a puzzle, I'm up doing the dishes mm -hmm. or I'm like, oh, they're occupied. I'm going to go throw a load of laundry in. Well, you know what, Sarah, just because they're going to grow up as you yeah. know, and yes. they're not going to want to play with me anymore. You're not the rock star <laughs> anymore. <laughs> and so I need to constantly yeah. remind myself like, Sarah, stop being so ADD. The, the stuff around the house will get picked up. The Legos that are laying over there driving yeah, yeah, nuts. Yeah they'll, it'll be fine. And just sit down and do a puzzle with your yeah. kids. And I, it's not that I don't do that, but I feel like I want to do that more because yes. I know the time's going to go by and I'm going to be like, oh, I should have done that puzzle. I'll, I <laughs> did that load of laundry instead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no matter what you do, you're going to have those regrets and those moments, you know, but I think if you just live intentionally, you know, that you're doing your best, you know, that's the best you could do, but you could do little things. Like I used to put like a big, bucket, uh, you know, like a giant bowl of dish soap and stuff on the counter when I was getting, you know, pots and pans washed and stuff. And then my kids would like jump up on a couple chairs and be splashing in the water and like washing dishes with me, you know, when I was doing God bless and you. And there'd be like a bigger <laughs> mess, you know, but I didn't care. I mean, you, some, you, sometimes you just have to surrender to the experience. When you're that outnumbered, there was no chance. So you have to just like know what you're, 
you know, know your battles, right? And all I would um, be thinking of is, oh my God, my kitchen's just going to be a total disaster. You do think that, but you get over it once (laughs) you realize like, yeah, you know, whatever, but that's a whole other story. So, um, you're doing this, this clip now, the self-production, which is going to would be awesome, right? Where would you like to see yourself in that five years? Like, where would you like your career to go? So the, a lot of people ask that and the next step after being a stunt performer yeah. is a stunt coordinator. Okay. I want to say that I want to be that, but I don't. Okay. <laughs> and, and I don't know why I, it just doesn't really interest me. Um, I wish it did because again, that's, that's the next step. Cause then I'm, I'm kind of running the show and I'm hiring the stunt people and I'm not taking the falls anymore. I think it's, it's just a lot of pressure because you, it's, I just don't know that I have the, um, the interest in the budgets and setting up the stunts, hiring the right riggers. If something goes wrong, it's all on you. There's a lot of pressure. I just, I, that wouldn't be for me. I would say doing more car stuff because, you know, I'm not 25 years old. I am in still great shape. I'm actually probably in the greatest shape I've ever been. So I can still perform and do fights and fall down the stairs, all of that. But in, ten, but in 10 Most years, of us do that, but not on purpose. Like, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. But yeah, go ahead. Hold on the stairs, yeah. but I was in the chiropractor's office. I mean, I get bucked day. off a horse, you know, but not necessarily on purpose. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and you're not getting paid for it, right? Right, so. right, no. <laughs> Listen, when someone yeah. gives you a contract and you know you're getting paid, the hurt you is just a lot do less. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't hurt as much. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in 10 years, am I going to want to be doing that stuff? Right. I don't know. I can't answer that. I, I really take good care of my body and I try to be super healthy and I am. But, you know, obviously can't fix getting right. older. So doing car work, maybe not flipping over cars, but more of the precision driving and the sliding the cars around. Like that's something yeah. that I feel like I could do till I'm 70. As long as they want to hire me. I mean, the the problem in Hollywood is, as we probably have all heard, like women's careers in Hollywood, they just aren't as long as men's. Hmm. I mean, it's just, I want to change that. I don't know how to change that yet. I hope to figure it out and try to push toward that. I think what we're doing now with this whole lifting women up and it's, it's starting, you know, so who knows where it's going to be in 10 years, but, um, you know, the 20 something girls are going to come in and they're probably going to get a lot of the jobs. Right. So I just hope to stay healthy, get into more car stuff, which is going to be, you know, this car flip, like maybe being taken more seriously as a, 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 a woman that can drive because there are a handful of amazing women drivers in the business. And so I want to surround myself. Like I want to maybe try to involve them in this, um, car thing. That would be awesome. Can you imagine if you all got together and did it? That would be, that's what I'm saying. That would be huge. Very huge. And there's a, there's a woman, I don't want to drop her name, but I, um, I'm trying to get a meeting with her actually in LA on Wednesday. So I'm waiting to see. And again, it was what we talked about earlier. I sent out the email. I don't know if she'll ever get back to me, but Mm -hmm. why not ask? Yes. She might read it and be like, and I, cause I said, I, you know, I want to talk to someone who I respect and who mm-hmm. I look up to and who I value their opinions. And, and that's all true. So hopefully she'll read it and be like, wow, that's awesome. Yes. I want to help this girl out Yeah, because she was in my position. Like she was starting off doing stuff. And right. so, um, you know, fingers crossed that I can meet with her and then who knows what I'm going to just, you know, I don't know. I'm going to tell yeah. her the story and see what her ideas are. And, take her ideas. Cause I a hundred percent respect her and, you know, take it to the next step. That's great. I'm super excited to see what comes next. All right. I'm going to ask you a couple more questions and I'll let you go. Um, here at American snippets, what is big important to us? Um, you know, we're a patriotic platform. We love our imperfectly perfect country for, for all right. its flaws, you know, but we nice. still love it. Um, and we are real big on the concept of the American dream. We believe it is not dead. We think anybody can go out and get it. We think there's a lot of opportunities out there. You know, I'm a military widow, so that's my community and that's my uh, passion, like is seeing people take advantage of all the opportunities that, you know, our military community affords us. Right. right. So, but we also know it's different for everybody. And that is where people get hung up thinking the American dream is like a cookie cutter thing. And that's where they resist it. So we're 
one reason we love to feature all these different people is to show that everybody has their own version of the American dream, right? And it means something different to everyone. So we like to ask our guests, when you, you hear the phrase American dream, what does it mean to you? Wow, I've never been asked that question. Um, <laughs> I would say the American dream is where you want to be, where are you most happy and how how are you going to get it? Because I feel like in this country, there are a lot of opportunities. You don't always have to create, have to create your own opportunity. I am in this situation, but I would say, again, I feel like I kind of already said this, but like surround yourself with people that are successful in the field that you want to, to do um, and be in and volunteer your time. The American dream to me is being happy in what you're doing and waking up every day and being excited to go to work or be excited to do what you want to do. Because I'm working tomorrow. I am stoked. Like I love when I get a work call. That's really cool to have. You know, I feel bad for the people that are like, I'm going to go to work tomorrow. Like if that's you, maybe switch it up. I know it's scary. Like it's not, and it's, it's hard. Absolutely. It's not an easy thing to do, but Everyone should be, everyone deserves happiness and what they're doing with their lives because we only have one life. So just be happy with it. And I think the American dream, you can do it because there are opportunities and resources out there to make it happen. Love it, Sarah. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Thank you. And I know sometimes the question catch people off guard, but it's one that we love to ask because it's something we like to get people thinking about. And it's one reason we're doing this to get people thinking about it and make sure yeah. like the concept is You're really keeping me on my toes. There. As long as you weren't asking me a question about <laughs> politics, because I would have been like, oh, uh, I got to go. Yeah, no. I mean, look, but that's why we're doing this, right? Like we, uh, we have our own political views and not everybody we have on the show aligns with our political views and we really don't care. Like that's, yeah. that's the point of what we're doing, right? It's because it's the divisiveness we're trying to attack and um, kind of re-promote, like just respecting each other's views and getting people back. But yeah, we have our strong views. I don't know if you and I would have the same views. I don't really care, right? It's yeah, like, I don't either. Like I really don't. And not, not, and no that, offense. Right? I'm just, I, I'm yeah. not, like I respect everyone's views. I really right. don't care. I just want to know about you. Like, what do you like to do? I mean, right. like, that's we'll have thing. something in common. <laughs> Yeah. No and so, so I love that you even said that and brought it in because that's where, that's where we're going. And that's one reason that we just keep doing this is show that underneath it all, we all have things in common. We're all chasing our dreams. We all want the best for our families and our communities and our careers. And, yes. you know, you find a way to give back to other people. So, uh, I, I love your story. I can't wait to see where you're going and, uh, Thank I'm going to go find so that much. mouse in the Geico commercial. And- <laughs> Say that I got no, to talk. To no, it's a it's a <laughs> hamster, hamster in the Kia commercial. In the, whatever hamster oh my in the God. Kia commercial. That was so funny. <laughs> I don't watch commercials, right? I don't watch like a lot of TV, and if I do watch something, it's DVR. Very rarely when I watch something, it's DVR. So commercials are to be right. Pretty, people aren't watching commercials um, anymore. But this yeah. one was a while ago. This was when people were still watching commercials, and it was. Um, I love that you said it was a mouse in the Geico. Though. Maybe I'll try to be a mouse in a Geico commercial. In a Geico. See, well, if you ever are, I need you to ping me and let me know. Geico can thank me. That's hilarious because the listeners are going, I I know what commercial she's talking about. And I did two of them, guys. Clearly, I I don't watch a lot of TV. Oh, that's Um, funny. I'll send you a link. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you again, Sarah, for taking the time to be with us. I'm super excited for you and to have had the chance to speak with you. If people want to follow you and get connected with you and see, you know, more about you and stay up on your work and support you, where can they go? Yes. Um, you guys, I would really appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah. If you want to hire me, um, but if you just want to follow me on Instagram, I post a lot of the behind the scenes on different TV shows I'm on. I do post some of my kiddo stuff, but not, not a ton, but I have to, cause I'm a proud mom. And I post a lot of my travels cause I do a lot of like adventure travel. So, um, my Instagram handle is at Sarah Holden stunts. Awesome. Now I got to ask one more question for you. Yeah. You said that adventure travel, what do you mean? What do you do? Well, I, I just go to really weird places that people don't typically go to. Uh, for instance, I just was in uh, Northern Finland last month yeah. and I slept in an ice hotel. <laughs> Like just as vacation, you and your husband do that? Well, my husband actually had a meeting in Helsinki. Okay. So I'll never forget. He texted me in, in December and he's, and I get, this is the text I read. Do you want to go to Finland in January? Why not? <laughs> and I'm reading it going, 
wow, that's random. Never <laughs> thought I'd see that. And I wrote, okay. And then the next question was, are we bringing the kids? And he wrote, no. And I'm like, okay. I'm in. <laughs> so I kind of tagged yeah. along on his work trip, okay. but it was fantastic. I mean, we, we went snowmobiling. We were up in awesome. the Arctic Circle and awesome. stayed at this amazing ice hotel where the, literally the whole place was snow and ice. Yep. And they had an ice bar in there where they, they sold you like shots in, you know, obviously ice shot glasses that you had to like break and slam <laughs> against the wall. That was the, fin- the Finland thing to do. That's cool. Um, it was, it was bizarre. We slept on uh, reindeer hides. It's on my Instagram. You should, I, saw, you should I, did see it. <laughs> I did see it, but that's cool. And that's why I'm like more people, you know, that's not your typical vacation, you know, like where you go to beaches or like resorts and spas, like get out there and I am not a resort the, girl. Yeah. Neither is my husband. We do not want to go to all inclusive resorts and lay around and drink sugary, non, you know, crappy yeah. alcoholic drinks. <laughs> I'd rather go climb up a mountain in Israel or do something uh, weird. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. I really will let you go now, Sarah. Again, thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing what's to come with you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And we're going to have to meet up because I think we could yes. be best friends. Yay. All right. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. All right, everyone, there you have it. That wraps up another episode of American Snippets. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'd like to personally thank Sarah Holden for being here as well and sharing her incredible and inspiring story. Uh, Look, if you haven't done so yet, please stop what you're doing right now and just take a moment to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. If you enjoy this podcast, you got any value out of today's show or any of the episodes that we've done in the past All that we ask is that you leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. So please, if you could do that right now or after this program is over, we would really appreciate it. Don't forget to share this podcast with a friend. Let them know what we're doing here. Uh, Share this episode on social media and follow us at Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at American Snippets. And lastly, don't forget to go to americansnippets.com. You can check out all of our interviews and the featured articles that we do on each and every guest, including this one. Uh, You can watch the full video interview in its entirety. And we also include some social media links that you can use to follow Sarah Holden on her journey. We appreciate you being here today. Now go out there and show the world how exceptional you truly are.